Welcome to Practically Fit, Real Fitness Over 40. I'm Jen Chamberlain. And I'm Alex Johnson. And today we are so excited to have a very special guest on our program, Joan Maiden. Joan has a pretty remarkable story about how she started a new career as a personal trainer at 50, moved across the country very much like I did, and found her calling helping clients whom others, even often doctors, had given up on as being too old or too frail or too overweight to live an active life. She's also written a book about her experiences called F Old Age. I can't say the full title on her program because we're family family friendly. But uh, Joan, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're glad to have you. Yeah, thanks, Joan, for joining. Excited to dive into the interview. So um, let's start with your fitness journey. How did your fitness journey begin? Well, I was very unfit most of my life. I came from a family where fitness was not encouraged. Um, brothers and sisters of extremely obese. And um, I had married a man who thought you could not be too thin. And so that started a whole journey of thinking that I needed to lose weight. And I did it in a lot of unhealthy ways. And then as I got older and my daughter was going through anorexia, therapist told me, she said, you need to do something to take care of yourself. Why don't you join a gym? And so I joined a gym and I was fortunate to meet a trainer who really taught me about strength training. Wow. And about how old were you when you started training? Um, I was late 40s, close to 50 when I started that journey. So I've read your book. I really enjoyed it. And one of the things you say in there, and I'm going to quote here, is you say, challenging my body changed me. Physical activity, especially a combination of aerobic activity and weightlifting, changed not only my body, but my thoughts and emotions. Can you tell us a little bit more about that process? Um, As I found my body changing, I found I had more self-confidence and I felt better uh, about myself, which really changed my outlook on life. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, did you find it was kind of a, I guess, a virtuous cycle, whereas some things changed in your life, it led to more changes? Um, Yeah, it gave me the courage to walk away from a bad marriage, um, to look at my life and start a totally new career. Um, And what started me on the path of becoming a personal trainer is my best friend from the time I was five years old was very, very obese all of her life. And at 49, she was in the hospital, and she weighed 519 pounds. She was, had not been able to walk for two years, and the doctors just totally gave up on her. And I had seen the difference that strength training made in my life, and I thought, well, maybe it would help her too. So I encouraged her to go on a program of doing some uh, strength training and some water aerobics, and two, uh, about six months later, she took her first steps unaided in over two years. Wow. One day, I was complaining about my job as a legal assistant and how boring it was, and I really disliked it. And she said, why don't you become a personal trainer? I'm like, are you crazy? You were in gym class with me. You know how uncoordinated I am and how unathletic I am. And her comment was, but people like me need people like you to help us. And that really changed my life to look at maybe I do have something to offer that I can help people in that situation. Wow, that's amazing. So you became a personal trainer, Joan. Um, Tell us a bit about the clients you worked with. Obviously not any specifics on who they were, but, you know, what types of clients were you working with? 
So I started, I bought a house with a basement and started a gym. And my first client was Helen. She was 80 years old. She'd been walking with a walker, was afraid to go places by herself, um, couldn't lift a one pound weight. Um, within a couple years, she was doing eight, 10 pound dumbbells. She would give it up the walker. She was going places by herself again. And she had been training for two years when she slipped and fell and broke her hip. Uh, the doctor said, most people your age would be dead, but you have so much muscle in your legs, it has saved your life. And two years after that, she and I and some other friends took a trip to France. And she started traveling again and traveled to the end of her life at 87. And so she's the one that really inspired me to start concentrating on working on functionality for older people. And I had one client who totally changed the way I looked at personal training. She was in her 50s, a nurse, uh, very obese. She had already had both knees replaced. And when she came to train with me, she could barely make it down the stairs. And I was, you know, talking to her and I said, Tell, what's your diet like? And she looked at me and said, don't F with my food. <laughs> and so I had people say, well, you couldn't help her, could you? And I'm like... I'm going to see what I can do to make her more functional. And so I started helping her to get stronger and, you know, climb up and down off a three-inch step, which was a challenge for her. And she started getting stronger and getting more active. But she had one great fear. She knew if she got on the, she had a fall, she would not be able to get up. And one day she sat down on the weight bench and missed and landed on the floor. And, you know, we both looked at each other like, now what? And so I got down with her and I showed her a little technique to get up. And she was able to get up. And she was so excited. And after that, she'd want to do floor exercises because she said, I can. And one day she called me. She was on vacation. She said, I walked up a hill today. And that was an accomplishment for her. So, after, you know, so many people think you're going to exercise, you're going to training to lose weight. And that changed my focus to not losing weight, but being functional. And then the weight will take care of itself. I love that so much. That's, those are some really excellent stories. And so much of what we talk about on the program in terms of, you know, gym culture can be difficult to break into. And I think there's a lot of people who feel intimidated by going to the gym. Uh, but a lot of times it's just taking that first step, right. you know, and um, and functionality. That's another thing we really talk about a lot. But, um, you know, back to the woman who didn't want you to mess with her food. Of course, you know, fitness is only part of the picture when it comes to our overall health and well-being. What we eat is also somewhat important. So another thing you write about in the book is diet brain. So tell me a little bit about diet brain and how that gets in the way of healthy eating. Um, it's all about the focus on losing weight. And it's like I tell people, they get so hung up on the scales. And I say, the scale tells what the package weighs. It doesn't tell what's in the package. I um, did a body composition on a woman who was weighed like 110 pounds. And she was 30% body fat. Because she was what we call skinny fat. You know, she had no muscle and was chronically dieting, and so she couldn't build that muscle. And, you know, it's like I always tell people, just eat real food. You know, it's the fuel you need. Um, you know, don't 
worry about you know so many carbs so much protein just eat a balanced of real food absolutely I, I wanted to ask you too why strength training why I've written a little bit about this but why is strength training particularly so important and especially for women I think you know oftentimes at least I wasn't raised to think about strength training um, a lot of people don't realize that we start losing muscle about the age of 30 and it accelerates as the older we get. And an 80-year-old who has never done any kind of strength training will have lost half of their muscle. And that is why older people are so frail and weak. And you can build new muscle at any age. I mean, at 90, 95, I had clients, you know, in their 90s, and they got stronger and more active. And, you know, it's we don't realize that you have to be maintained functional. Um, I had a client who was a cardiologist, and he said he'd been to a cardiology conference, and they said you can, you know, eat right, not smoke, and still end up bed fast at the end of your life if you lose your functionality. And the only way to maintain your functionality is through exercise. You know, kind of the premise of your whole book and the way it's structured is about the warrior way. So tell us a little bit about that. What does that term mean to you? Um, the warrior way to me is about being strong and being um, able to function, be able to be independent. Um, you know, I was really inspired when I saw a documentary about Boudicca, the warrior queen, how she stood up against the Roman Empire and she did things her way and made a difference in the world, in her world, in her, you know, children. And so that inspired me. It's like you can walk a path of being strong or you can walk a path of being weak. And, you know, I chose this path of being strong. You not only physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. Wow. Yeah, Joan, I'm curious with your clients, um, in addition to the strength training, um, do you, how do you sort of address the cardiovascular aspects of fitness as we age? Um, I would always have them do a warm up on a treadmill or elliptical and just encourage them to walk more. Um, a lot of people who have a lot of joint problems to do water aerobics, just walking in a pool can be a, a wonderful therapy and exercise. I mean, people don't realize how much exercise just walking in the water can do. Yeah, absolutely. I know my friend uh, that was obese, I mean, that's how she started, was just walking in the pool. And she ended up and lost 200 pounds um, up and moved to California. You know, after being basically bedridden, having to have family care for her. And ended up, you know, had a relationship with a wonderful man, uh, bought her own business for several years, and actually got her life back just by getting in the pool, getting some exercise, um, starting to eat correctly. I mean, she had a doctor tell her to go on a 1,200-calorie diet, which for her was unrealistic because, you know, her normal diet was probably 6,000 calories a day. And so just cutting back, you know, even a third of that was enough for her to start losing weight. So, Joan, I'm curious as well, what is it like working with clients who maybe others have given up on? Um, that must be very rewarding work when you see those outcomes. Yeah, it's very rewarding. Um, you know, I saw people make so much progress and do things that they hadn't been able to do in the past. And, you know, it it's amazing to see an older person, somebody, you know, 75, 80 years old, who thinks, you know, I'm old, I can't, and realize, yeah, I can. I mean, I had people say, well, I don't really care about building muscle. It's like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. I really do. 
you know, I want to look good. I want to be strong and be able to uh, do the things I want. And another thing a lot of people as you get older forget to work on is balance. And that is so key for older people. And a lot of the balance issues is loss of muscle. And when you start building that muscle back, and then I'd have people, you know, do balance training on the BOSU, and I'd have people, well, I was going down the stairs, I missed a stair, but I was able to keep my balance, you know, where before I may have had a fall and broken a bone. So just being able to go about your daily tasks and not have falls, I mean, I was... Um, getting ready to go in a grocery store and there's a little old lady standing on the curb it was probably a three-inch curb and she was terrified to step off that curb and it's like I never want to get into my life to the point where I'm afraid to take a step or go up the stairs or you know not be able to go and do the things I want to do and that's what I would challenge people it's like what do you want to do don't let your body be a prison yeah, wow. absolutely. That's that's very powerful. I, I'm curious, Joan, for you. Um, you've you've gone through this fit, fitness transformation over the years. You've been working with clients as a personal trainer. Uh, what's next for you in terms of your own personal fitness journey? What I have found, I turned seventy this year, and I have found that flexibility is much more important the older you get, <laughs> which is something when you're younger you can kind of pass that off. And just keep strength training. And uh, my challenge for this year is Jan and I are going to um, England and we're going to walk the Boudicca Way, which is a 36-mile hike, <laughs> which is going to be a challenge. But it's like, okay, you know, if not now, when? So that's my ch- newest challenge. And I'll see what comes up after that. Yes, one. it's a challenge to me as well because we're doing this one together. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did my first half marathon at 59. I did it again at 60 just to say I did it at wow. 60. So you always have to challenge yourself and find something new and interesting. And whether it's, you know, playing golf or running or whatever, you know, just staying active and interested. Wow, that's so true. Last question I'll ask you, what would you say to somebody who thinks, you know, maybe they're too old to make a big change in their life at this point? You know, one of the things, you know, I would tell people, it's like, how do you want to age? Do you want to have to have help getting on and off the toilet? Or do you want to be able to get up and down by yourself? I mean, it's about your quality of life. How do you want to end your life? Do you want to, you know, I went to a class one time and the man who spoke was so good. It's like, we can go, you know, crawling up to the end line, just barely, you know, moving, or we can go and just crash against the wall and go on full speed. You know, how do you want to end? And I decided I want to end crashing at full speed. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, thank I you love, so much. I love the direct advice. That's great. That's, That's right. I do a good too. way to motivate. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Joan. We really appreciate having you on the program. And I know our listeners are going to love hearing your stories as well. Um, and uh, if they want more, they can read your book. Yeah. Where can, where can folks uh, buy your book? On Amazon or Barnes & Noble, any of those uh, online sites. Or they can visit my website, too, and uh, there's a link there. It's uh, maidenpower.com. All right, maidenpower.com. Go check it out. Wow, Alex, I thought that was a really powerful discussion we had with Joan. Very inspiring. Yeah, very inspiring. Uh, you know, I, I know I had a few main takeaways from that. Let's let's dive into our, our takeaways. Then. I felt like, you know, talking with Joan, I'm always inspired by how important 
and also how difficult it can be just to take that first step, right? For her clients and also for her, taking that first step can be hard. And maybe at first you feel like you can't do it. But once you start making these small improvements in your life, it just kind of cascades and one thing leads to another. And as she said, it's not just your physical uh, health that improves, but also the way you think about things, your mental health as well. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of what some of what we talked about with Brandon LaForce in terms of just getting moving and how that can affect your mental health as well. What about you, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in the spirit of taking that first step, if you're in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s and you're thinking, I, I'm out of shape, I've never been in shape, I, you know, I, I have this like mental barrier to working out, I can't possibly do it. If you feel like that, well, absolutely you can, because the example she was sharing were people in their 80s, right. uh, you know, who are overweight. I mean, in some cases, incredibly overweight or, or you know, had broken bones, couldn't, couldn't take a step. And right. through working out, it resulted in a major change in the quality of their life. So if you're thinking in my, in your 40s or your 50s, oh, I can't do this, you absolutely can and I will say, I'm thinking that right now about trail running, but I know if I just keep working at it, it's going to get easier. So. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it will. Uh, and so the other thing I would go to is this idea of maintaining functional fitness. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we've talked a bit about that before in regards to things like bone density, how exercise can increase your bone density. But the idea of why you want to start now in your 40s or mm-hmm. 50s or 60s, because you, you want to be, when you get to your 70s and your 80s and your 90s, you want to be functional. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, th- just the advice that she was giving her clients and how blunt it was. Do you want to be crawling to the toilet? I know I don't want to be crawling to the toilet. <laughs> no. So actually, I think that's the type of thing that would really, I would personally find that, you know, sort of directness about your later years of life and the potential for you to have a low quality of life to be incredibly motivating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we got to start now, which is what this program's all about, right? Speaking of which, what's coming up on the horizon? I know we've taken a bit of a break, a little summer vacation time, sort of refresh our creativity. So next week, we're going to talk about everything you always wanted to know about your muscles, things like Mm. muscle adaptation, muscle memory, you know, what's the impact of strength training? That's going to be the subject next week, which I think will be fascinating. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, as always, please go out to our Substack, practically.fit. You can sign up and get our great content directly to your inbox, not just the podcast, but we write a lot of, lot of articles over at practically.fit. So check that out. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. And as always, if you have any, you know, stories you'd like to share with us, uh, know somebody who'd be really good, um, an inspiring fitness story for us, uh, for the podcast, please shoot me an email, alex at practically.fit, or you can leave a comment on the podcast over at practically.fit. But until next week, remember, fitness is for everybody. Everybody.